No? <laughs> Uncomfortable laughter. <laughs> Uncomfortable laughter. <laughs> Welcome to the Hateful Geeks. It's going to be two hours of us uncomfortably laughing into our microphones. <laughs> you mean just like Joker? Uh, uh, welcome back to the Hateful Geeks. I'm one of your many hosts, Phil. This is Sweeney. And I'm Andy. And this week, uh, after a nice little hiatus, we have come back to excitedly review <laughs> what is probably one of the most controversial films in the history of cinema. Wait, we were gone? Yeah, we were gone. Well, for I was like a down here every week by myself then. What was I doing? <laughs> I don't know. Probably <laughs> creepy Joker things. Anyway, then, welcome back. Uh, this week, The Joker, Joaquin Phoenix. Robert De Niro. I was surprised Harry. about him. <laughs> yeah, you, you didn't know De Niro was in this I film? Honestly, I didn't like read up much on this movie before seeing it. So like I didn't expect to, I didn't know who to expect on the cast other than Phoenix. Like I didn't I didn't really know who to expect. I mean I, I was super impressed with the 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 casting decisions. But, but, but we'll, we'll talk to that in a little bit. So uh, the the basic premise here is we, well just to set the stage this is not in the DC cinematic universe this, the the Joker film is one hundred percent standalone on its own right dear God yeah this is their <laughs> own I watch and I, and I believe the director even said before he said this this movie could be a movie by itself even without the DC background to it it could be mm. just a story about this, this would have been a good film without him being called Joker and without it taking place in Gotham. Right, right. M- Mr. Todd Phillips, the director. Correct. Uh, well known for uh, Road Trip, uh, Old School, Starsky and Hutch. Wow, he took a turn, didn't he? The Hangover Trilogy. <laughs> he went Dude from eight. comedies all just yeah. to straight up to dark uh, and maniacal thriller. So, so you got the guy who made Tom Green... <laughs> Eat a fucking fight a snake <laughs> to make the Joker film. Uh, good for him. Uh, this is definitely outside of his uh, comfort zone. I would yeah, say. Yeah, for sure. Was he like um, an independent artist and made horror films or anything like that before this? I don't, I don't. I don't know. Todd Phillips was an unknown. Okay. Until like like a few years ago. Nice. Uh, good for him. So yeah, this is obviously a huge undertaking, and this this film has created a massive amount of buzz. Uh, not all of it good, not all of it bad, but it is definitely a controversial film. Um, first off, uh, how did you guys see the film? Like, what what uh, what medium was it? IMAX, regular, like in the theater? Did you pirate it? What'd you do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's much of pi- I don't do much pirating these days. I, I retired my eye patch, um, so I, I I saw it just in a you know supermax. Not 3D or IMAX, but like super screen, ultra screen. I guess the word they use. I know how you saw it, Andy, because you're sitting. I was right going to say I was next to you in the theater. <laughs> and you the answer awesome my question, seats. though. Well, I was letting him speak. Okay. Let me let the man speak. 
And by the man, I so, mean me. We saw it in IMAX, didn't we? I don't remember. No. We were in the back. When you're in the back of an IMAX theater, the screen is still like. Mm. <laughs> no, we were in a regular theater. Okay, we. That's probably for the best. Ultra screen. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think so. No. Um, do you think that the that had any effect on it? Like, I, I don't really feel like this was a visually striking movie. I thought um, the cinematography was great. I mean, I, yeah, but I'm not talking like it's not like, or I'm not talking. I'm talking like in the vein of like Avatar. Or like oh, some yeah, you don't need to see this in 3D or on the no. ultra screen or IMAX. No. This is a straight movie house. I got a very um, taxi driver feel from it. Yeah, taxi driver, king's comedy. I think I think you could have watched this on like eight millimeter film. Yeah, I think it would have been, been really cool. It'd be like an eight millimeter, like the old school like vibe, black and white. Yeah, that'd have been neat. But it it's was ironic. It was very it much reminds like me of a Scorsese driver. film, but Scorsese hates comic book movies. I know, so. which is hilarious because that. he was attached as a producer on this film very early on. Really? Yeah. So it is Taxi Driver too. Yeah. He basically wrote Taxi Driver yeah. too. So then and I'm then wondering, put the fucking clown makeup on Travis. What Bell. happened to that? He was no longer a producer, and then for him to now hate comic book. Well, movies. I don't think he hates <laughs> comic movies. He just hated the MCU movies. He just said I they're mean, not cinema. Which yeah, I completely disagree with because those were the little definition of going to the cinema to enjoy a movie for a couple hours oh to God. be yeah of course you would say that that's not the definition he's using he's talking about it as i like know an the auteur. art of it all i get what he was saying yeah but, but you're in today's day and age why people go definition. to the theater it is today's cinema okay well i mean it's not exactly crying clowns flipping flapjacks in black and white is it no so it's i, I can see where scorsese is coming from but then again nobody's paying twenty dollars a fucking ticket uh to go see like art cinema that nobody cares those the majority of people cinema's about making money now and unfortunately scorsese i mean what, what have you done for me lately the departed that was years ago bro <laughs> i'm good uh Man, it's hard to talk about this movie. A lot of people went into this going, a lot of people's biggest concerns were like, where's Batman in all this? Like, what's the equation of, like, how does he fit into this? Mm -hmm. And honestly, that that concern went out the fucking window, like, t 10 minutes into this movie. We're talking about, like, one of the darkest, most just uncomfortable, uh, skin-crawling performances I've ever seen of this character. I thought Heath Ledger's Joker was anarchist. This Joker is just defeatist. It is awful. It I want to say it, it portrays psychopathology and mental illness well. I'm not a therapist. I can't make that claim. I was fucking frightened by the, how like sick this guy is. Yeah. This entire film is set immediately by just this uncomfortable, you know, you've ever been in a situation where you, the person you're talking to, um, for me at least, is like somebody I don't like talking to, right? And so you're trying to make that small talk and you have that immediately uncomfortable feeling the entire time you're talking to them. Like, you don't know what like to right say. Now? You don't know what to say next. You don't know, like, what you don't know where to, you don't know what to do next. You're kind of like just like trying to like pass the time. You have that really weird anxiety feeling the it's whole like time. When you say goodbye to somebody and then you realize Walk you're walking yeah. the same direction at the same and time. You have that There's anxiety that the whole time. Of, mm, this movie gave I, me uh, that anxiety feeling the entire time. This movie portrayed mental illness. It's sadly this movie takes place in the 80s, but it almost still reflects on how mental illness is treated 
for sure today and in society one of the best like one like small caption like in the in the twitter world of what somebody said was in 1989 to create the joker we had to drop him in a vat of acid in 2019 we released him to society yeah (laughs) sadly that's true unfortunately and you know and raised by another mentally ill person right i think and i think you know you understand right away in this movie that there's something not right with with um Arthur. Arthur. Arthur yeah, sorry. I almost said Alfred. Then it was not right at all. Arthur, you, you realize right away something's not right with him, which you you don't really know what it is, and they kind of keep growing on it, growing on it, growing on it. Um, and it's almost like society itself is not is not aware that what even mental illness is. They're just treating him like they would treat anybody else. They're just treating them shitty. Like everyone's I mean, treating everybody the shitty. He, they are. They have an understanding. They have a basic. Oh, understanding the, the therapist of does. I'm talking about like people in real life. Like, I mean, but let's be honest. In real life, does anyone? I, th- I think that aspect of how the you know society treats mental illness. Oh yeah, this film is very accurate. But what I was even saying is, it's it, an it, afterthought. It wasn't almost. It wasn't as if they were treating him poorly because he had mental illness. They literally were treating everybody shitty. Like everybody was shitty to everybody in that yeah. movie. Like there was no, just there was no. What's the word? Um, discrimination. It was like literally like everybody was shitty to everybody. So real life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Thomas Wayne was a dick. Yeah, Thomas Wayne, a dick. The, t- the kids stole, stole his sign, didn't know he had mental illness. They were just being dicks. Like, everyone was just an asshole to everybody. I mean, God, I think I feel like Gotham was definitely being portrayed as like a, a, a no man's land of assholery. Yeah, absolutely. Like everyone, so Detroit. I mean, he gets made fun of on national television. Right. Like, that was just... And they didn't stop to think maybe he has a problem. Maybe something's causing this. They literally were just being dicks. Uh, yeah, 100% his character is just spurned by society on every level. He's physically, emotionally abused by every person he meets. I, I get it. I don't feel fucking sad for the Joker in this film. And if you walked away from this movie feeling bad for him, no, you you missed the fucking point. No, uh, you don't feel yes. bad for him for his outcome and his reaction. You could feel bad for what has happened to him. But how he handles it and his choices, no, obviously not. Like I mean, but he also was denied. I mean, there is a scene where he's basically told that he cut funding yeah. and there's no more. Yeah, right. He can't so see like, his this therapist is nobody to get cares. His medication. She says nobody cares about you, and nobody cares about us. Right. If anything, this film is a gigantic PSA for why we need to pay special attention and provide proper funding to uh, mental, <laughs> to mental facilities. Yes, yes. I agree. When, when you hurt your physical body, you go to a doctor. If there is something wrong with your brain, you should go to a right. doctor. There is there. I don't get why and, there's a stigma on it. And I didn't. I don't. I didn't feel bad for the Joker. I. I it made more. More or less made me feel bad as a society of how we treat people. Like that's what I felt bad about. I was like, this is reality. You know, this is this is how people treat other people, and that He's made def- me sad. I didn't feel He's definitely a reflection of the indifference society yeah. has cultivated. He, he is a mirror of what's wrong with the rest of right. us. And 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 to take a side note here, just to get away from maybe some serious stuff for a little second, um, do you did you guys care? Did it bother you? I I know Andy and, and Phil, you guys are both DC like purists. Like you love DC. Eh. Did you care seeing a Joker background story? Like, did that bother you? At any point <laughs> no, in this movie, did you feel like? I don't want to see this. That's why I like that this movie is not in the DCU in a standalone. The Joker, part of it, the canon in in the comic in mm-hmm. the DC universe is 
he has more than one origin. Right. It is up to you. It is up to the writer. It is up to whatever aspect at that moment of time is. Sure. Which one is his okay. origin? I was kind of curious of how, because like, I know we, up to that, up talking about this movie coming up to it, we were kind of talking about that, about how we were going to get finally get a background that wasn't dropping into bad and acid, right? Yeah. We're actually going to see a, a buildup to a Joker and how that would affect your own mythos, your own ideology of the Joker. This felt like it could have fit. Point, point of order, sir. <laughs> it's not acid that the Joker has dropped into. It is chemicals at the Acme chemical plant. Excuse that could me. have been acid. It's not acid. That is you. That's Two-Face. You're getting your <laughs> villains mixed up, sir. Anyway, please continue. <laughs> that was, I agree with that was my point. <laughs> this, this felt like it could have easily fit into the Nolan universe. Had this sure. been Heath Ledger's origin, I could have easily bought that. Okay. I, I kind of liked Heath Ledger's Joker in that I don't think Heath Ledger's Joker was mentally... No, not like, at all. Okay. He was Wait, very so let, coherent, very smart. So let, let's 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 get this out of the way. Uh, not, it's not really a spoiler, and I'm going to actually avoid... I want to actually try to avoid spoilers for this episode, at least for a couple of the big twists. <laughs> and I, know, I think I know you know what I'm talking about. Um, but but he does hand out a card to people like when he, he, that he has he has a condition that he laughs uncontrollably in uncomfortable situations. It's an actual like situation. So when we're talking about mental illness, he, like he actually has like a prescribed diagnosed condition. Correct. Yes. So uh, for our listeners who are like we just keep saying he's mentally ill, like well he actually does have a, a serious you know condition that makes it well, uh, not just and I, and I feel I, I would feel uncomfortable and I think in that that's, situation. That's one of his conditions one of many yeah, yeah i think he obviously has that condition where he laughs uncontrollably at awkward situ- or uncontrollable situations i think paranoid schizophrenia is certainly on yeah, that he's list very much and he's also very much socially awkward in the sense that he doesn't he just he doesn't um what's the word um gather context or situational clues to that the, the people around him he doesn't understand you know normal normal social not normal. behavior it's called asperger's yeah is that asperger's like he doesn't have like that context to go off of He's definitely got like a che- like a cheesecake factory menu yeah. size list yes. of like different. And they don't dive into all of them. You definitely see them. Uh, it, <laughs> I think the thing about this is like it's one. There are moments where you're looking at Arthur's character throughout the film, and he comes off as like innocent. Like that's like there's yes. a scene when he's like doing the stand up comedy. And, you know, he can't stop laughing because he's got that condition. And when he finally gets something out, he says something so pure. Like, my mother said I should be a comedian because I bring – I'm like, I don't remember the – I'm, I'm missing yeah, he says, the quote. Yeah, yeah he says um, – Joy, my mother and, tells me I should, joy and laughter. My mother says I should stop because I have to go to work one day. And, he's, and she says – he says, no, I won't if I'm a comedian. That's like, he loves being funny. And that's like – it's like if you love what you do, you never actually work a day in your life is the message sure. he's trying to say. So I mean, I mean, you see that, and you, like the way Joaquin like Phoenix delivers this is this very innocent and like almost like oh touching, right? Kind of like you know you kind of you know like oh, and this is of course before his psychotic transformation into what he becomes, correct? But uh, I, as much as I want to like feel for the guy, like there are lines you don't cross. But this is also a man who was completely abandoned. By the mental health system, by society, by his own mother, by whatever <clears throat> and, family else he might have had. And another thing, like, uh, you touched on the cinematography a little bit as well. I think that that helps us see into his psyche uh, uh, on very on a couple of occasions. It allows us to see into how he how he perceives reality. Yeah. Right. So you have the girl in the that lives with, in the same building as him. 
you know, we're led to believe that she actually likes him and they hang out a few times. She's there with him on, on multiple occasions when, in fact, he made it up in his head. Full spoiler. <laughs> Mad spoiler. Well, what, uh, it's a review. I mean, we're going to have spoilers. We're going to have to spoil stuff, dude. If I'm going to uh, spoiler. I was going to say, even <laughs> just the tone of the of all the shots, everything was very muted, very gray, very dreary, very... It just added to that atmosphere of... Everything is just gray for yeah. him. Have you ever seen the Darren Aronofsky film called Pi? I don't believe so. I haven't seen it, but I know of it. So Pi is a black. It's black and white. It's one of Aronofsky's first well-known films. Uh, it, it shares this. This movie definitely has like, uh, like this. Like I said, we talked about Taxi Driver. Mm-hmm. Definitely shares some some semblance with Pi as well. It's very um. Like you said, muted colors. It's very dark. It's grimy. Nothing's clean. Nothing. Like nowhere you look, anything is. It's all dirty and just covered in grossness, or or completely left to the wayside. Hell, they open up the movie saying Gotham's covered in trash yeah. and nobody's picking it up. Yep. It, it and and did it, maybe this is just me, but in my, my theater. But did you guys notice as the movie went along, when you'd have certain dialogue between him and other characters? Did you almost hear like a shell shocked echo to it? Like almost like a, it to me it sounded like it was almost like you were in a little bit of an echo chamber. Like what he like he was perceiving things differently. I don't know if we had anything like that okay. in our theater. Yeah, yeah, I kind of noticed as the, the movie went along. It didn't start at the beginning. As the movie went along. I almost heard like the sound difference. It was almost like a, a muted echo. Like it almost sounded like it was like closed in around him. I mean, you're, there's definitely levels of like. You you can tell right off the bat, Arthur is not a reliable narrator Correct. in any way, shape, or form. This is not a person who. Granted, he's the story. Fo, he there is not a mo- part of this movie where Joaquin is not on frame. Correct. This is his performance. We'll get this out of the way. Is Oscar worthy? It is. The guy went full machinist for this movie. Mm-hmm. He looked. Uh, somebody get that motherfucker a sandwich. Like, <laughs> it was. He, bad. It was, he was to look at him. The way yeah. he moved was frightening. Yes. It was like evil Jim Carrey. Yes, yes, exactly. I think one of the moments when I was like, because I did very early on, it was like, dude, he is. Life is just chewing him up and spitting him out in a trash-ridden Gotham City before the Batman is even there. That's how bad it is. But then I think the moment is when he was on the train, which kind of starts this entire movement. Mm -hmm. He actually saves like this girl is being picked on by these three drunk fuck stains he's like he does something good for a moment and then even in self-defense kills these guys but his choice is to then run and it starts to just cataclyst into this whole idea of like he enjoys what he did he even i forget who it is that he tells he says i did something bad it was the the uh, the mental health health person that had his mother's records yeah, he, he tells him, like, yeah. I did something bad, and I thought it, it would impact me more, but it, it didn't. Yeah. Like, Is that how when, you interpreted the subway scene? Because I took that very differently. When I was watching that scene, and the three, like, quote-unquote Wall Street Gotham assholes are, like, harassing that woman, he just started laughing uncontrollably yeah. like he always has. I don't see that as him doing something no, good. No, you're right. He didn't He didn't save her. So I It was just his actions... It unintentionally led, yes it gets, led to yes. that and it maybe in his mind he was like oh i helped her yeah but at the same time he was just super nervous and laughing his ass yeah. off and they chose a new target yes well, and i think i think it was just that like 
the girl looked at him for him to do something yeah. and it made him and so uncomfortable. It made him so uncomfortable. He didn't know how to handle the situation and he started laughing. And it, it worked. Sure shit didn't stand up and do anything. Right. He didn't say, leave her alone. Yeah. He just no. he just got really uncomfortable, which and through his own inaction, he was forced into this chaotic right. action. Yeah. But I, yeah, I don't ever. I'm, I would. I don't feel like I got the impression of like him. Like no, no, to no, the no. Rescue, he didn't. No, he didn't do that. So he definitely got the shit kicked out of him for it. And while getting the Oof. shit kicked out, he finally shoots one. I don't think a normal person after that moment you're going to start shooting the because everything stops. Like a normal person, you're going to drop the gun. You're going to kind of freak out. You just took a life. That's when it, it to me it kind of like it finally that snap. That he took out something that he wanted to do, and it wasn't going to stop. No, man, it was it, he. It, he had opened Pandora's box at that point, and you're right. He he goes to Arkham and talks to the guy for the record. He's like, "I totally enjoyed it. Yeah. It was great. I totally want to do that." And that some more. even that guy on the other side of the crate, right there, was uh, that that grate in front of them was like, "Yeah, I can't give you these records. I gotta, you gotta go." Yeah. So, so here's where my biggest problem with the film comes, like. I like we the cinematography beautiful, the acting top notch, the script phenomenal. The, the the dialogue was great. Yes, the message of this film is highly up for interpretation. There are people who are going to walk into the Joker and they're going to say, "This is a dark fucking movie." Like we say, it's it's Taxi Driver. Yeah. He's got an yeah. anti and quote unquote anti hero. Right. I don't consider him a hero. He's a no. Fucking this villain. isn't like the Punisher. This is not no. like. Where is no, hero no. This is like the story of Ted Bundy. Right, like, exactly. He, this is the story of a serial killer. He's a fucked up human being. But there are people that are going to walk into this movie and walk out of it going, man, that guy had some good ideas. And those people you need to keep an eye out for. <laughs> like, yeah, no. no, that's... That, and that was my concern with this entire film being produced was it would glorify this this feeling of... The villain. Yeah. That's like, what he is. Life He's a villain to me, so I can take it out on somebody else. Like I don't want, I don't want that to ever be portrayed as the right thing. The right thing. No, it's kind of like he just I didn't comes take off as like way. this, like I pissed not, off, I did not entitled either. incel. Yeah. And I think that's. I mean, I'm glad that means I, that means you guys are sane, and I don't have right. to worry about <laughs> yeah. you doing no, anything I, super out of yeah. the ordinary. And but I but I think that's a lot. Okay, so let's talk about the Academy because let's be honest, the word Oscar has been thrown all around a lot with this film. Yes. People are talking Joaquin getting best actor. People are talking about Todd getting best director. Right. Robert De Niro, best supporting. Like the Academy, I've, I've read a couple articles about this. The people who make the decisions of the Academy, a lot of them have seen this film. Some of them flat out said they refused to watch it. Right. I, I'm not going to take their opinion as if, if you don't, you need to at least watch a film to develop an opinion on right. a film. The people that have seen it are basically saying, looked great. Sounded great. This movie's too dark. It's very dark. It's 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 people. There one one actually quoted and said it should never have seen the light of day. I don't know. About That's that. a fucked up. <laughs> that is a huge indictment. I, I I think, I think maybe, and unfortunately, the time we live in has something to do with that. I it's mean, important to talk about yeah, that. And I think, I think people don't want to be faced with this kind of thing right now. Which I can understand. You know, it's a hard truth. It's a hard it, truth. Unfortunately, it is perva- pervasive in um, our current society. It is very dark. It's very twisted. It's very... You're literally peering into the mind of a sociopath. Sociopath. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you're literally looking into a sociopath's mind. And it's not pleasant. Nor should it nor be. Nor should have been. Yeah. 
I mean, that is. That's one person's opinion saying it shouldn't. There's the other opinions of this is going to win Best Picture of the Year. It will win so, Joaquin Phoenix. So I'm in the camp of this is a hard conversation to have, right. but it's one that needs to exactly. be had. And, and that's kind of what I was going to say is, where did you think the Joker came from? Like that mindset, that mentality, that that he he is a sociopath. And to take, and I get, I know he's a comic character. I know he's been made to be light and funny in in the past. But like you're literally putting that on film into a human reality. Yeah, like, I mean he's of, always had that some of those like uh, Cesar Romero and like yeah. those those campy days. Yeah. But even after that, even the animated series, he was twisted. Yeah. Even in that show, they had a little bit of mentally twisted, like what he had to do. I mean, even everyone praises Heath Ledger's Joker, and he was a great Joker. He literally pitted two boats of people to blow each other up. Like, you have those moments of, like... Yeah, but the people of Gotham showed him. Right. (laughs) You have that sadistic behavior, and people just don't want to, like, delve into the psyche behind it. I think think this movie literally showed you one way... What would it take to cause somebody to be like that? One way for somebody to be that way. I think the problem with this film, which is why people are so uncomfortable with it, is because there are parts of this movie that are trying to make you sympathize with someone True. that you, under no you circumstances, should, should be sympathizing exactly. with. And, and I think that's where you have to be. You can't sympathize with his actions, but you can sympathize with what has happened to him, right? Exactly. Like, that's where you don't have to like be okay with the outcome, right? You can say, no, that should have never happened. You don't do that. It's not okay. And that's what I think makes this the hardest for people to watch and ingest and to, and to comprehend because the villain is society. Like, do you want to know how somebody like this happens? We let it happen. We do. We let it we happen. Let it that's happen. the problem. Nobody stopped and, and nobody said, wants to take that responsibility. This guy should be stopped. Right. This guy should be looked at. This guy should probably be helped. Right. And he tells before the, he does his something. first therapist that, the, the state mandated therapist, where he says, you don't listen to me. All you ever say is, how's your job? Do you have any bad thoughts? And he goes, all I have is bad thoughts. He's literally pleading to her, like, I have bad thoughts. And she's That's just like... a red fucking flag. We got no funding. Therapy. Go out. Go out. You're, you're, go run the streets. Right. Uh, or or, or when, he, when he says, I finally stopped taking my medication. I feel great now. That should be... I mean, it's because this medication is most likely depressant. Exactly. It's yeah. intentionally done. Right. Of course he feels great. Right. Oi. Yeah. I... Oh, the fucking friend at work at the beginning of the film who gives him a right, gun. Right, he gave him a gun. Yes, and then which frames him for so it. So I'll say this, which in, at the moment there, right, he's thinking, oh, this man needs to protect himself. Not thinking about his mindset, not thinking about his psyche. Obviously, he probably knew he may have some issues, but thinking he needed to protect himself. That was it, right? But then Last later on, you're right, he threw under the bus. Like, yeah. yeah. Last thing you do is you give the weird guy at work an unregistered well, handgun, I mean, and then, then, chuck him under and the bus. then blame him for uh, trying to buy a gun off you at work. Like, right. Not only did you give him the means to kill you, but then you got him in trouble and fired. Right. Like, what the fuck were you thinking? Yeah. I mean, it, this whole movie is just build up after build up after build up of all the shit that went wrong. On the wrong person. Yeah, I mean, but I don't. I don't give a fuck. Motherfucker's still the devil. Yeah, like, he I is. Don't care. Like he I mean, he, ha- uh, he obviously has 
mental illnesses that we can't even comprehend because all of us are, are that I know of are very sane people. I feel like we keep giving him excuses though. Like, we keep saying, "Oh, this he did." That's the pro- that's why I think people have been. Ha- they're not they're, excuses. That's why I think a, they're actually they're a sect of people who had have had a negative reaction to this film because they see a guy that should, under no circumstances, be have th- he should not have a defense in court. This movie almost like gives him a defense in court. Like, oh, he's pleading insanity. Put him in Arkham. Oh shit, that's what the entire plot of Batman. See, <laughs> oh, God. but he. It's not a defense. It's literally he has mental yeah. issues. And you, we got to see some of these final, everything that finally breaks the camel's back. Because his mom keeps writing to Thomas Wayne. She's like, I worked with him before. We're on hard times, so I just keep writing him. And he finds out, oh, but, mom apparently went and banged Thomas Wayne. And Thomas Wayne's my dad. Once again, unreliable narrator yeah yep that's what i'm saying like how do we know what's truth here at all you had crazy raising crazy telling crazy stories but was there any fact to it thomas wayne had his story lined up real quick yeah i'm just saying like there's no proof right and like she got thrown on the bus real quick like he's a powerful man he could made all that up like so you don't know what thomas wayne do that why not but would he yes no, I don't think he would. He was an asshole for the whole movie. No, that's the per- once again unreliable narrator, Sweeney. So, so like why can't you believe one man? side, not the other side? No, you, that's the point, though. You, there's no neither one of us is right. Right, we'll never know yeah. exactly. But I know for a fact <laughs> that the Batman is good, and that Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne were good parents no, no, no. until they ate a bullet in an alley. No, but Thomas yes. Wayne is dead. And Thomas Wayne was a good father that you know of a, uh, because Batman uh, maybe Batman's was narrative was a child. <laughs> He's like what eight I'll years trust old. Batman's narrative, but he was like eight years old. When you're eight years old, of course your parents are fucking saints. I don't even, what do you want me that, to say? That man? story is actually so. Everyone said there was no source material. Even Todd Phillips came out and said, "I'm using no source material." There is many things in the Joker that is pulled from source material stand-up comedian is pulled from yes. the killing joke yeah yep thomas wayne not being such a good guy that was actually uh in the telltale games yes telltale did a big like spin on him being yeah. an asshole i mean thomas wayne is kind of a dick when in and the flashpoint yeah. random mass dude shooting parents. i mean most people don't Nobody get to be rich bastard. powerful and famous by being super nice right Fair enough. I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm not defending one way or the other. I am saying that the only thing that we do have that's concrete is that Joker is unreliable. Of course, we cannot and trust my, him. And I tended when I got done watching it that Thomas Wayne was telling the truth. I think because there was adoption papers and everything. So, but see, but we, but he could just be like seen and hallucinating yeah, that right, shit. Right. Exactly. And so in my mind too, like I'm thinking, well, even if he's not seen hallucinating that shit. Thomas Wayne is rich enough and powerful enough to make shit change. Mm-hmm. I, once again, eat the rich. I, I, you know how I, where I come from on this perspective. Or the Joker. Um. <laughs> but I, I do not think that you can immediately, you, I, you cannot say one way or the other. You can't. There's no way to know. No. There's no way to know. It is highly possible that Thomas Wayne covered up a bastard. Right. Many rich men have done it before. Yes. It, but it's also highly possible that his mom had gone straight up wackadoo 
and was stalking Very the fuck out so, of Thomas yes. Wayne, and he had to fire her. And then she did adopt this kid in an attempt to get him back in his good graces, claiming it was his. Right. The Joker and Thomas Wayne, or so um, Arthur and Thomas Wayne, Arthur. actually look a little close in age for him to be like, Papa? <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Wayne was like, I had you when I was 12. Yeah, Fuck off. come on. We don't know how Because look Arthur at the age is, difference though. between Bruce and Arthur. Well, that's another point of this whole thing is a lot of people, and I, I think you guys have already heard this, but th- that this is not the true Joker, but rather maybe an inspiration. So I heard Todd Trump say that. Joker. He didn't confirm it. He said there was theories out there that this Joker spurned this whole movement. movement that everybody was like praising him for there at the end. I'll get that. They they were definitely on his side. That that could have made a catalyst for the Joker we know no. that battles the Batman. Oh my God. Ugh. He's what they're passing the the fucking makeup. I don't care. I I, I don't care how this connects in other Batman films. The the Todd Phillips has made it abundantly clear that this is this a is standalone. I want to treat it. So if thing. that's if that's the case, if he made it abundantly clear, why have the scene where he's killing Bruce's parents? He didn't. He did It was one of his. The no, but that, why even have that scene in the movie at all? Because Joker made Batman. Yeah, that's what, how Batman I took so it. Joker. To Joker is re- literally... Yeah, because you know that in that universe, eventually there will be a right. Batman Joker. but why Joker. would you have Arthur Fleck being like, what, 40? I don't know how old he was uh, in this movie. Say at least 50. I'm 41, sir. Do uh, I look that? <laughs> you're also of yes. competent mind and have a good like health living situation. I was going to say he looked pushing 50 And he me. smoked like constantly and he was drinking or whatever constantly. Yeah. That... That is my problem. I, I just realized something. That is my. This is one. Of my, this is my biggest problem with the film. In Todd Phillips, the Joker, the Joker makes Batman. Right. right? He like inadvertently like the rise of like this rioting. Right. And then one of his followers shoots the Waynes in the alley. Yes. It's probably. I mean, is it Joe Chill? It should be if it's canon, but that's not the point. the The problem here is that Batman made the Joker. Because Batman was responsible for all of his villains' creations. So this is bullshit right off the bat. Dude, are you completely forgetting the 89 movie? Right. Yeah. You ever dance with the the devil by the pale moonlight? Joker creates Batman. Batman creates Joker. Batman, Batman, was, <laughs> no, because he wasn't Joker at the time oh, in the 89 Batman. Get off it. He was, he was, <laughs> he is just, still he was the same Jack person. Napier. <laughs> Jack Napier at origin is is already bullshit. So that is. But I agree with you because of my purest ways. Joe Chill creates Batman. Thank you. Well, that could have been Joe. But Chill that could have been Joe Chill under mask. a mask. Yeah, but Joe Chill wasn't doing it for the Joker. Joe Chill just wanted the well, pearls. Would, but even back in that the film, he wasn't really doing it for the Joker. It was the movement. It was the anarchist movement. He had a Joker mask on. It was like they all mask. did. Everyone did. It doesn't. Look, that bus is, scene is that. It's okay. You remember why I hate Smallville? Because you can't have him fight Doomsday before he's actually Superman. It's the same thing. You can't create, you can't have the Joker before there's a Batman because Batman's the reason there's a Joker. Like, Batman's the reason there's any crazy people in Gotham. That's the whole point of Batman. No. Is that he went nuts and then everyone else went nuts and he's fighting all of his own crazy shit. I don't agree with that at all. I totally agree with that. Batman's the best. Of course you do. It's in your mind. (laughs) I agree with what I just said. (laughs) I'd hope so. I'd hope so. Why the fuck did you say it? 
bite my ass. <laughs> if anything, Batman's the real villain here. Oh, get off it. Um, we're, not, we're not here to battle who's better, Batman or Superman. Anyway. Um, I didn't even bring up the Man of Steel. He's got nothing to do with nothing. Uh, I know what I, your allegiance implies, sir. <laughs> that has absolutely nothing to do with my argument right now. My point is, is that in every great inception of the Batman, except for Dark Knight, you know, because they never actually talk about his real origins, but Batman is in some way, shape, or form responsible for the inception of all of his villains. That's the kind of the point of Batman is all of his villains represent a level of a type of insanity. Like Catwoman, she's kleptomania. Two Face is schizophrenia. Joker's just anarchy and chaos. And like uh, Penguin is um, what's a in, in, in superiority complex, or maybe that's Riddler. Well, if you believe the Joker in the Dark Knight, Batman's the reason for him too, because he says, "This, oh, this town, you, yeah, like yeah. that's why I'm here. You yeah, got to kill yeah, the you, bat." You don't know what you did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want any of this to kill you. What would I, what would I do without you? <laughs> Yes, yes, and I like. I think I like Heath Ledger's Joker a little bit better because I'm not as uncomfortable with that Joker because it's it's methodical, even though it's chaotic. So here, it, he has he, he knows what he's doing. Hear me out. Hear me out. I right. I think we saw the growth in this film from uh, you know Joaquin Phoenix's character come from that innocent feeling. You know, you knew he was you knew he was unsettled. You knew he was a little crazy. And he developed into this more confident sociopath, right? So you see him towards the end be much more outspoken, not laughing uncontrollably, not having his moments. I think if we saw that character still develop, he might become what Ledger was in the in his films. I mean, it's possible. I mean, that anything's possible. I mean, that, that's definitely it could happen. Right. So I think I think that that was one of my biggest not biggest false with the film but one of the things like i had to set aside was we're seeing the joker grow into the no, joker I agree. like the very end he commits another murder yeah and he just walks out strolling and you see her blood like in yep. his footprints yep and he didn't do any of the un under like i'm uncomfortable laughing during that scene he was just like well he was laughing at her yeah he said i saw another joke and starts singing the song and then kills her uh yeah, I. This is very I'm much really, like, but yeah, go ahead. To, to me, this is very much like the animated, like socio, the socio Joker. Like he's very. You would see him stabbing people and laughing, right? About exactly. It. Like <laughs> yeah. we haven't seen that on film yet. No, we haven't. I'm glad. Yeah, huh. Ledger's was Ledger's. the closest we got, and even then, he really didn't kill anybody. No, well, I mean, he did. Uh, he killed a lot killed of people. Killed the guy in the hockey. Right. Yeah. You, can, do you want to see a magic trick? Right. Thing? Like, but you didn't like. It wasn't like, like him enjoying it. Right. He didn't. You didn't see him enjoying it. Uh, I think I saw Heath Ledger enjoy a lot of that shit that went down in that movie. Wonder how I got these scars. Like, uh, come on, man. Like, but he didn't. He, he got off on it. Like, that, I know what you're was, saying. Like that. Un, like that crazy. Like that snap. Like, and he's like. Over and over stabbing. Like, yeah, exactly. Like ultra violence. Yeah, You're right. saying that we haven't seen an ultra right. violent like, Joker. Ledger's Joker was very much in control of he himself. Would, he would disagree. He would disagree. But from what I we saw, yeah. yes, I, I, he was. Now, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is very much ultra violent, out of control, could snap at any moment. Literally, like you see in the comics, where he would like yeah. just randomly shoot somebody for and laugh about it. The like, scene in his in his uh, apartment when right. the guy that. F threw him under the bus shows up with his little buddy 
and that was the I'm gonna snap and I'm gonna enjoy this. And then he just lets the little guy go. Right. He was like, "Hey, that was you're always nice to, to me." To me, that was like the most go like on. animated like that series Joker. Like very much like I don't have, I don't have a problem with you. You go ahead. Yeah. I don't feel like the animated series Joker is the way you're describing it. Because the animated series Joker is like super. Like Mark Mark Hamill's Joker is Cesar Romero's Joker mixed in with a little bit of uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker. I, I do not see a ultra violent ma- like like mass murder clown. I he still does like. <laughs> No, but he had like out of his fucking lapel he, he had a little and, touch of the crazy right. to him also. Because I think because we view animated films not as the same light as like live action, and so you have it's hard to dis- display the the type of uncomfortableness that walking right exactly. exactly. So when, like when you see like animated characters do that stuff, you're like, oh, it's animated, whatever. When you see a live action person laughing uncontrollably, it fucking bothers you. It sure did. I did love his laugh. Yes, uh, it, when he it, is asked to go see the boss. Yes. And he's walking down the hallway, and he gives out probably the closest Mark Hamill-esque like, close. cackle laugh. Very close. I'll be still my beating heart. That's when I was like, and then there's a joker. And he I love Ledger. I love him to death. He didn't have a joker laugh. <laughs> yeah, you got his little laughs here. That, But, yeah, you never got you never got that. You never got the crazy laugh. Yeah. The, the Mark Hamill, like, psychotic laugh. That. Yes, and then the, the fact that he immediately stopped and was like straight face and walked away, like even better. And when they, I loved that the laugh was a, a con, an actual condition. It's yeah. a whole new take. I like that, and I loved how uncomfortable and the timing when he was taking notes of the stand-up comedian, and everyone would laugh, and you got that full second, two seconds of silence, and he would do his uncomfortable laugh. Mm-hmm. Or or the scene in the bathroom with Thomas Wayne. And he's laughing, and Thomas punches him, and he's still the laughing. Laugh. Like that's yeah. Joker. Like that is Joker. Uh, yeah, his laugh was probably one of the creepiest things about this film. Joaquin Phoenix uh, throwing the laughter out was a uh, unsettling, to say the least. I his performance is so unnerving, but it's so brilliant at the same time. It's hard to explain. You'd have to see it. To truly like appreciate what he's doing, his movement is is just mannerisms. They're just not. They're not there. They're not human. Almost, he's he's almost intentionally trying to make yeah, you his uncomfortable. dancing is even his dancing is uncomfortable. When he's happy and he's dancing and he's moving, you are still uncomfortable. You never feel happy with him, nor should you. Well, and and I think that's. I think that's another indictment on society, right? So what we view as normal, right? He's not being whatsoever. And so most of us are used to a certain behavior that we see every day. I, I don't I don't have to accept that. <laughs> I mean I don't have no fuck his fuck <laughs> he's weird. That's that's uncomfortable. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's against all it's it's pure anarchy. Don't blame me in society. <laughs> fuck that guy. Like that's creepy. No, I'm not saying it's uh, to blame. What I'm saying is what we view every day, what we see every day, what we—that's what, what, it it, our normal, yeah. right? That, I'm not saying normal as normal. I'm saying that's our normal, right? And so everything he did or showed was completely against that grain, like everything about it. Yeah, he's like an unfunny comedian, and he's trying. It's like, like, dude, pick a new, <laughs> pick a new right. hobby, man. And and that's all it is. We view that as a 
it just makes us uncomfortable because it's not what we're normally seeing every but day. But do I have to accept that even though, like, because like, Arthur very much wants to be accepted regardless of his his outsider right. nature and his, how his everything about him is just unsettling. But he's like, you still have to laugh at my jokes. That's like the most enti- entitled incel bullshit I've ever heard in my life. Like, I right. don't have to laugh at your jokes. I don't have to feel like I don't have to make you feel comfortable. You're laughing while people are getting like raped and murdered. I don't have to feel like I owe you my laughter or my sympathy. Like, that's fucked up. You're not mm-hmm. a good guy. No, he's not. Nobody owes you shit, especially Zazie Beats. Zazie Beats nope. was amazing in this film for the whole five minutes that she was on screen. <laughs> She was good. Um, that relationship was a good twist. What relationship? That's the fucking exactly. awesome part about that. Is so did he? Did he kill her? Nah, nah, there's a lot of debate no. about that. Because, like, we just see him leaving her apartment. Yeah. We don't know what happened, and we never see her again. So, here's my take on this, Sweeney. You tell me what you think. I feel that it it lends more credence to how we're supposed to feel about this character. Which is hate him. He's the he's a villain. He's not a good person. Right. If he did actually like kill Zazie Beats and her son, because mm-hmm. he had that in that incel fantasy, like you said, like where she's like hanging out with him, they're friends, doing mm-hmm. stuff together. She's with him as his mom's dying, as he right. finds out that she was a liar and all this crazy, crazy shit, and he just shows up in her apartment. She mm-hmm. doesn't have any memories of this because she's not crazy. So it didn't happen. So the shock of realizing that his mind has been betraying him versus her not accepting of what he thinks is reality in his mind, I feel like he would have snapped and done something that we would right. have hated him for. They don't put it on screen. They don't show her. No. You're right. You never see her again. Did he kill her and walk away? Right. Is it's the reason why I don't think he did? This movie at no point made you question any other killing scene that he was in you know he's a killer you know what he's done even the very end they don't show the death on the screen but you know he did it because of the the evidence that was laid out you for know he if he came out and he had like blood dripping off of his hands or something like that then i'd be like yeah just i think because he was so infatuated with her even at that moment, I, I think his uncomfortableness finally kicked in because he kind of came to as he was sitting on that couch. And when she said to get out, I think that's what happened. He was so uncomfortable. He just slinked out. of Maybe. There. I mean, that's just as valid as the he killed them all and then went home. You don't know. There's no evidence to either way. It may be Todd. Maybe there was a de- this could have been a scene that there was like hot debate about. This is like an off an off screen possible murder. With no, they, they don't frame it. You're right. You don't see him leave with blood on his hands, but you don't see him. You don't see her again. She, right. Yeah, you never she doesn't see her say again. get the fuck out and slams the door on him. He walks out, right. pulls the door behind him, and makes a break for it. He leaves on his own power, right? Yeah. Like, for all you, know, maybe it's done intentionally. Maybe it's ambiguous because of this argument that we're having right now. They want people to go like, did he kill her? Well, yeah, I think he did. And the people are like, no, he wouldn't do that. You're, I mean, you're sympathizing with a sociopath, whereas I'm condemning him. <laughs> I'm not. I'm saying that he didn't kill her because there is no other scene in there. I think that their point was, you know when he killed, like, 
he doesn't shy away from killing. God, I can't believe I'm going to fucking you do don't this and quote George W. Bush. It. But the evidence of ab- the absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence, sir. Just I'm not saying that he couldn't have. I'm just saying my but, belief right now is that he didn't. My my belief that he did is because that scene and the end scene are almost identical to him walking out of a room and walking down a hallway. And the only difference is you see footsteps. And that scene, we didn't see his feet. So we have no idea if there was footprints of blood. I think it's. I yeah. think it can be interpreted either way. I think Sweeney's right on this one too. Like I, I think that you could. You're right. I'm also right. Nobody's wrong. It, it, it just. How do you want this to go? This is a. This is why this film is good because cinematically, it is. It, it is dissectable. It is. It is auteur cinema. Scorsese would have liked this film if he would. <laughs> if he would go to a comic book movie, the fact that it has the word Joker on it is superfluous. Right. Yeah, that's why I said the the best compliment to this is you can if if they never said it took place in Gotham and he never said, "Hey, call me Joker." This would have never been a comic book movie. No, you'd never know it. You and because it doesn't have any yeah. of those ties. It's not like Green Lantern was shooting down the fucking street. It just that stuff doesn't matter. And I, and that's fine. But you're still you're still playing in that playground, you know, you're still in that sandbox. Yeah, you are. And that's what I do like about it. I like that it takes place in Gotham. I like it's almost like the uh the black label right now for the DC comics. You're you're taking some of your best artists, your best writers, and saying, You get to do a one shot. It's not in the continu- continuity, it's not in the universe right now. You could do whatever you want. And that was kind of like this, like, hey, while we figure out how to unfuck the DCU Go play with it. Go do what you want. Yeah. And I liked it. Uh, I don't do want it do, to be part we, of the we, we have a severe lack of Batman. And I feel like letting the Joker have a spotlight that he didn't take by force is almost irresponsible. It, don't you? I don't know. Think of it this way. Think of, like, let's subtract Joker and let's put in, like, uh, Ted Bundy, or like, a, let's insert school shooter here of the last forty times it's happened in the last year. Like giving them like a vocal outlet to to express their complaints with society. It, it, it in their mind, it validates their actions. Do you? Do you, I mean in this sense, giving Joker this chance to kind of like show his point of view almost validates it. For for him in one interpretation, I think the way they wrapped the film up, how they showed where he ends, that they didn't end up glorifying this. That it showed like he he's not. He wasn't right. He was never in the right. And the fact that the Waynes are there, you do see Bruce. We as fans know that Joker's going to get his ass kicked eventually by this little kid that's going to grow up, become the Bat. And Joker's going to be picking up his teeth off the ground with broken By the fingers. time Joker's 80. But yeah. <laughs> how many people has the Joker fucking killed? Robins included. Like, the and Batman never puts him down. Like, so fucking irresponsible. Like, you know what he is. Like, just fucking kill him. We're not, we're not here to make the great <laughs> debate of should Batman kill Joker. That's I mean, Superman proved that you should in Injustice. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, this is... I don't, I don't know, man. I, as I've already said, and I, I'm, I'm, this is the last time I'm going to bring this up, there is a subsect of humanity that is going to walk away from this film with the wrong 
interpretation of the Joker. And I, there, there are people that are concerned with, is this going to incite them? There are, that'd be, okay, there was a school, there was a movie theater shooting during when The Dark Knight came out. I know. And the guy screamed, I am the Joker. Like That's actually a myth. Sorry? That, I was reading about that. That was debunked. That was debunked. What was your yeah. what's your source on that? I forget what site I was reading, but yeah, he didn't say that. There was like some facts about that because of all this stuff that's coming out where the FBI said, oh, we think there's credible sources that this is... Nothing's happened. I'm not talking Nothing about this happened. film. I'm talking about in previous I know. instances. And that's, but see, here's a, here's another part of me that kind of that bothers me about this is all the news are reporting is how the lack of violence about this movie has happened, and like that's that bothers me. Like, why are you why are you all putting it out there? First of all, that you expected something to happen. I mean, not gonna lie, I expected something to happen. Andy, your that, girlfriend expected something to happen. And I, yeah, and I, and I said the, nothing would. And, and I agree. Fear. Like that's the the way we are, the society we live in today. We have to kind of have that secondary thought of something might happen. But why are like mainstream media putting all this shit out there? Like I'm like stop. Like I don't think I, I think I get what you're saying. I don't think that anyone is wishing for something to happen. But right, like stop. You it. have to accept the reality of the situation, though. In our society, this type of shit has been happening more and more sure, frequently absolutely. since certain assholes have become in charge of the country. It, I agree, hundred percent. So you have to also accept the fact that while we as sane human beings, nonviolent sane fanboys, are not going to act out in this manner we Mm -hmm. there are people like that they are going to look at this and fucking go putting that in the old manifesto like you gotta watch i mean i'm sorry but but that's gonna be said about anything that they get their hands on period exactly which is my point so this gets to the big debate art right we we as a society need to make a decision are we going to censor ourselves in the fear that some asshole is going to take it the wrong way and shoot up a fucking school or a movie theater? Or are we going to continue to like exp- allow free expression? This is a fucking double-edged sword. It's incredibly frightening. And there's no way our podcast is going to decide the answer today. <laughs> and nobody will, but these are, these well, are things no. people are talking about. And honestly, it's a valid conversation. Yeah. Shut up, dog. Buzz. Yeah. I don't want to be Captain Buzzkill. I, I get it. Like I said, I really enjoyed a lot of facets of this film. I think Joaquin's performance has pulled him out of the fucking whatever, wherever the hell he's been for as long right. as he's been. Making music. I get, I I get it, Joaquin. You're, you're still a great actor, bro. Get out there and do something else. We'd appreciate it. And if you get nominated, right. I'll be very happy for you. Should you win? And, Probably not. And, that's, and, the, and like, like I said before, walking into this movie, I was afraid of them glorifying certain aspects of this culture. I was, 100%, just based upon the society we live in today. But walking away from it, I don't think it did. I don't feel like it. I, don't, I didn't feel, for me personally, I did not feel like it glorified any aspects of that life. I don't think it condemned it enough, though. I think it definitely remained very much on the it, fence. I, I, you're right. I don't think it condemned anything, but I also don't think it made it seem like this, this. No, and I think that's what makes it the most uncomfortable for us, is because there is that aspect that society is what created the Joker in this version and we are a part of that society we as the viewers are society and we're sitting there watching all these red flags pop up and it's just like does not in any way justify 
who he is or what he becomes or how he reacts or murdering somebody with a pair of scissors. Mm. Like it's just, and that was another thing. A lot of people are like, "Oh, ultra violence. This is very ultra violent." This that scene was ultra violent. But I would like to point you to a little movie called Logan. Right. But if you want to see ultra violence in a comic book movie, but Logan's fighting like criminals and like <laughs> evil cyborgs that are like out to like genetically genocide. It was so very. They're all, they're all like trying to commit genocide I, against mutants. He's, we were cheering a twelve-year-old girl pulling two claws out of her hands and fist face fucking people with those claws they were right trying in the to face, and we're just like, yes! and they were trying to turn her into a weapon. There's <laughs> self-defense, bro. Like, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've seen horror movies with horror violence. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've seen Cronenberg so. films. Like, like, yeah, like there are this. I mean, don't get me wrong. There were some disturbing, violent scenes in this movie. Was it the worst thing I've ever seen on celluloid? The answer is nah, nah, bro. I, I, I've watched Peaky Blinders. That's another show that they do way more violence. I've things. seen American History X. I've seen right, True Evil. I've new. seen True oh, Evil. Oh, my teeth hurt from that. I've seen True Evil. That too. So yes. they're, they're, don't yeah. So the people are like, "Oh, this was too much violence." Like, yeah, I've been, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm desensitized, <laughs> as, as are the rest of you, I'm sure. I've watched Midsummer. Oh, god damn it! I really regret seeing that film. Anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah. So I mean, like this, this. Okay, so real talk. Like, listen, let's let's get to the wrap up here. Is this movie going to win Best Picture of the Year? No. No. We can just, when he says nah. Nah, bruh. I think it'll be nominated. I don't think it'll you win. You think it. it's going to get the nod and the, and the no-go? Yeah. I do think Joaquin will win Best Actor. I, I was going to say, I think Joaquin will win Best Actor. I don't think it'll be Picture of the Year. Yeah. Todd Phillips, I don't think will get Best Director just probably before because of how he's, uh, I mean, unjustly, I guess, crucified for it. But he he came out and said that he he enjoyed making The Joker because he couldn't make funny films anymore in this woke culture, meaning... He, he can't be crass because people are just going to get offended. And then Taika Watiki actually did a post just kind of like LOL because he's literally playing Hitler in his next Jojo film, Rabbit, which I'm excited like to see. Saying you could still push the boundaries yeah. of and also, humor. And he with, listed off several movies, yeah. like several like different movies that were still pushing the boundaries. I think that's the problem. Todd Phillips talking about cancel culture. He's not talking about woke right. culture. Being woke is a good thing. It's time to evolve. Being cancel culture, like, okay, if somebody made a tweet 15 years ago and you just hired them from a job, maybe give them the benefit of the doubt or at least make them apologize. I don't give a fuck. You don't need to fire that person. If somebody commits sexual assault three months ago, probably time to fire that person. Right. I get yep. it. But we're talking about, he's talking about cancel culture. Like, let's take Louis C.K., for example. Louis C.K., ate the fucking cancel bullet for the shit that he pulled, right? That was in real time, Lewis. It was not... Uh, you didn't do that shit 20 years ago when you were right. in college on some PBRs. You did that shit right. three months ago. You jerked off a right. bunch of people. <laughs> like, the, 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 the problem is, is the, the people that are trying to point fingers at this shit aren't really looking at details. And Taika Waititi right. is 100% correct. You can be funny still without having everyone want to hashtag me to you. Right. Like, yeah, it's just because people may be a little more attentive to things that are being that are happening in today's society, which you should be, does not mean <laughs> case in point. Right. Does not mean you cannot still set aside some of those things sometimes to watch something that may be inappropriately funny, but still funny. Did you watch Good Boys? 
Yeah, that was hilarious. I still haven't and seen it. And it definitely pushed a lot of boundaries. Oh, you gotta see I it. It pushed a lot of boundaries. A lot of boundaries, and it was still hilarious. I mean, I, I, I still want to see it. I love Seth Rogen's humor. I thought, hell, I'm the guy who thought Sausage Party was good. I, I watched Sausage Party. <laughs> I, I thought the ha- first half of the movie. You know, first three quarters of the movie. I didn't were even good. make that it movie's all the so way fucking offensive. <laughs> it's right. just crazy offensive. But that's that's kind of the charm of it. It just doesn't give a shit. But you can set aside like your mindset for that moment to be like yeah that's offensive but okay it's kind of funny i mean i'm just not gonna i'm just gonna get over it i don't care i'm watching right, a bunch exactly. of food like right. try to try to bang each life. other yeah and edward norton did the voice of a goddamn like i don't think it was a lock i can't remember what he was it was p was, was he pita bread <laughs> eh. it was hilarious the whole movie <laughs> the, the, the point is is that comedy is one thing comedy is you can't cancel comedians for saying what they say on stage Right. On stage, they can say whatever the fuck they want if they're trying to make you laugh or make you think. That is a comedian's job. If you're going to get pissed off at them for some racist shit that they did 20 years ago, I get it. You're entitled to not like them anymore. But demanding they be fucking fired is not really in, within your wheelhouse. Now, they did that shit yesterday, like Roseanne pulled. Mm-hmm. That's a different story. Right. We all grow up, we're all human beings, we all evolve. Except for the Joker. <laughs> right. We're all entitled to second chances. Look, look at James Gunn. I would not go see Galaxy Guardians 3 if James Gunn was not attached to it. Like, James Gunn getting a second chance from Marvel Disney is smart business as far as I'm concerned. Right. I mean, he and he said some shit a long time ago that was inappropriate. And he came back and said, yep, that yeah. was me being young and dumb. and Trying humor at that time. Yep. Yeah. Let's be honest. Anybody on planet Earth has said some dumb shit ten years ago. Sure, except absolutely. unless you're like nine. Everybody else said some dumb shit ten years ago. Shit that if you right. got thrown in your face right now, you'd probably be pretty embarrassed. You'd probably be mm-hmm. pretty apologetic. Hopefully, yep. And you'd probably say like, you know, don't judge me. I'm a different person now. I'm a I'm a different person than I was two years ago. Right. Like, I, so I get it. I get where I get where Todd Phillips is coming from to an extent. But boohoo, poor you, get off your cross. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> if he made the Hangover today, I think it would still be completely. I fine. think the Hangover right. is still great. It holds up. Get, I want my yeah. purse back, asshole. Like, yeah. What about that movie? Is so offensive that it can't be funny. Look at fucking like he made fucking uh, Road Trip. They steal they steal a bus from a blind school. Right. <laughs> Are you gonna cancel him? It's one of the best <laughs> scenes in the movie. So yeah, like, like this is just another thing where everyone's just fighting each other. If you haven't seen Joker yet, and you can handle it, I recommend checking it out. Form your own opinion. Is it worth the cost of a of the mission? I don't know. Did you like? Do you like a Scorsese film? Do you like ultra violence? Do you like the Machinist? Right. <laughs> if these are things that you were able to stomach and didn't bother you, then you could probably enjoy this film. If you're mm-hmm. a Disney fan. And you like Moana and Frozen, maybe stay at home. Right. And they even, the teachers even warn you about that. They said, this movie is not for children. It's not for sensitive people. Yeah, yeah. Not at all. This is a film that if you, if you knew what you're going into, then have a good time. Try to enjoy right. this, the plot. If you don't know what you're walking into, don't let your friends sucker you into the scene of this film and like I did. Understand you are watching fictional characters. Fictional, fictional. characters. Like, understand that this is not real life this is not anything other than a fictional character 
And please, just if, if you're feeling upset or you have dark thoughts, please seek professional help. Absolutely. All right. And on that note, thank you very much for tuning into the Hateful Geeks. My name is Phil. This is Sweeney. I'm Andy. And <laughs> like and subscribe and stuff and push buttons. <laughs> Do it. Uh, sorry, I'm just really uncomfortable right now. This whole episode is gonna be- <laughs> That was actually really good and fuck you, Andy. <laughs> Bravo! I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away! Hey, boo! Boo!